Hello and welcome to Kids of Stuff, a Chucky podcast, a haunted MTL original podcast. Uh, we're back again this week. Uh, we've been doing this week after week with each episode of the show. Uh, we have a returning guest this week. Say hello, Phil. Hello, Phil. Yep, that's Phil. Phil Gibson is back. We are going to be talking Chucky uh, Season 1, Episode 6, Cape Queer. Um, I'm really excited to talk about this one. This might be my favorite episode of the season. Uh, what did you think of the episode overall? I, I Yeah, it was really good. Um, I'm only just now getting the Cape Queer reference. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. It's, it's yeah it's it's very interesting uh, well, well we'll get to that when we when we get to it but um you know before we begin you're a returning guest uh so obviously you did well enough the first time uh so anything new you want to bring up before we kind of like dive in no not really um uh, i'm still trying to get my um my pitch Bible's all put together and everything. I haven't had a whole lot of time to work on them, but uh, that's yeah. just the way life is these days, I suppose. Well, I am really excited to see them, because I've seen like bits and pieces of different ideas you've had, and uh, the one about the uh, guy on the junk planet, Yeah, that, uh, that one looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, that out, out of the like three... Because when I first set it up, it was like, hey, do you want... Which one of these three do you guys want to see? And that was the one that was the most voted on, which mm. uh, which is fine with me because it's like the newest one and also the one I've done the least amount of work on. Well, I mean, that's going to be fun, too, because it's like pretty much wide open for you right now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm real excited to get into it. It's just, you know, mm. trying to get the headspace and time where I can sit down and really put some effort into it. Well, I mean, definitely, like, uh, you're going to be posting the stuff as you do it, so I'm really excited to kind of keep up with that. Yeah. This is my second podcast of the day, uh, day actually, so that's, that's fun. We wow. just recorded a, um, we recorded a special episode of uh, Supernatural Selection. We're doing, like, some Patreon-exclusive stuff now, which is a lot of fun. I've got a whole series of things we're going to be doing for that, so I'm pretty much, like, on Supernatural Selection full-time now. Oh, wow. Which is... Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's definitely like its own thing. Um, I I was like, I'm gonna take a break after I did that like three part series on the Falcon Monster, but nope, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like but, I, I really should check that out sometime. Maybe uh, I I, I yeah. think you would enjoy it. Our latest episode is the history of uh, assholes from beyond, which is just like aliens on Earth. Oh man, I know a lot about assholes. <laughs> yeah i bet you do no but um it, it's definitely a fun episode it's actually interesting because it's uh three of the it, well there, you always have kevin there he's the the main host of the show i'm the most frequent co-host and then mike's the second most frequent co-host so it's the three of us just kind of talking about this history of like aliens on earth and all that stuff so it's good it's good it's a lot of fun uh and i'll just kind of like plug that again at the end i think but Let's go ahead and let's talk Cape Queer. So you, you brought up the fact that, like, you get the reference. So why don't you explain the reference to everybody? Well, um, a lot of, basically all of your smarter listeners, which is, well, everybody, <laughs> um, <laughs> they will understand the reference that is uh, when they're watching the movie Cape Fear later in the episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, Devin specifically is watching... Uh, and he's watching the uh, Scorsese version because there was a version in like the uh, nineteen late late nineteen seventies early nineteen eighties, and then Scorsese did his version in like nineteen ninety something. Yeah, and and um, that's the one I'm most familiar with, mostly mm -hmm. because I I really like the uh, episode of The Simpsons that. <laughs> and yeah, it's like I knew about that episode of The Simpsons before I even knew what they were riffing on mm -hmm. so i and, and eventually i found out oh they, they based basically this whole episode on this one movie so mm -hmm. and it's it's like a classic uh kind of a trope now at this point but like at the time it came out i assume it was uh revolutionary for a lot of people like I, I was too young to see it even though like i was apparently old enough to watch chucky i just never saw cape fear when i was that young i've seen it since then and it's an amazing movie yeah yeah yeah, if you have not seen it, I definitely recommend it because it's it's a very good movie. 
And the and Devin's absolutely right. Um, uh, uh, Robert De Niro's absolutely shredded in that movie. Oh, <laughs> my, my word. My stars and garters. Yes. So, um, <laughs> uh, this would be uh, episode six of season one. We've got two episodes left. Uh, this one was di- uh, directed by Samir Rahem, uh, who he, he did a fantastic job on this. But I also want to talk about the writers uh, Nick Ziegler and Sarah Acosta, who uh, wrote a very complex episode, actually. When you think about all the stuff that is going on simultaneously, uh, it, it's a tough act to juggle, and I think they kind of nailed it. Yeah, um, for real. This whole, um, the whole series up until this point has been kind of, um, I guess, lighthearted as as lighthearted as you can get. From, yeah, <laughs> from from anything involving Chucky, uh, mm-hmm. but about halfway through the episode, they do a really good turn on the whole thing, and I can't wait to see the other episodes to see if they're going. Uh, to continue with that tone for the rest of the for the rest of the yeah. series. Well, and I, I think you bring up a good point there because if we if we treat this season as like a, a single Chucky film, like an eight hour Chucky film, we're now clearly in the third act. That's when Chucky is going public with everything. Uh, that's where like the body count starts to pile up even more. So this is definitely kind of like we're entering that final act of the overarching story of this first season. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, there were only only two deaths in this episode, uh, but both of mm-hmm. them packed just just the biggest emotional punch that I honestly didn't expect. Yeah, these are these are major deaths, and we're we're the spoiler podcast here because if you want to wa- if you want to get like the spoiler free take on the episode, you listen to uh, or you go ahead and read my reviews. But yeah, as far as the deaths go, we lose two major characters here. And you, you, you'd think about them, they're not necessarily like major characters in a sense, but for our protagonists, they absolutely are major characters. Yeah. And that would be uh, Bree, Junior's mother, Jake's aunt, and then uh, Detective Evans, who is Devin's mother. And yeah, uh, yeah those, those were some very powerful deaths. So l- let's talk about Bree's death, because between the two deaths, I think that one is probably going to have the most impact on the story, pun not intended, but... <laughs> um, so, so what did you make of uh, Bree's death? Um, honestly, I thought, like, you, you see it kind of coming, because they kind of build mm-hmm. it up. In, in the minutes before it actually happens. Yeah, you've and got I, all those, like, dramatic flags of, like, okay, so she's she's leaving her son with some words. Um, she takes that last look at him after she leaves the car. Yeah, yeah. But I, and also, like, in in the scene where it happens, like, you know, Chucky's there, and he starts push, pushing the, the thing, and it, at first I thought, this isn't, isn't going to really work because it's just like a mail cart and there's no way that thing can go fast enough and have enough weight to push her through a a a pane of glass but yeah especially because you think glass like that'd be reinforced but then again this show is camp so within the world of chuck you're like okay i i I could see this happening yeah yeah because like after it happens you're like well, okay, sure. Let's uh, let's go with it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're, we're going it, with it. Yeah, it's a lot easier to buy it after it happens, which is odd. But uh, yeah, that just it just uh, it, that 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 point is when kind of the tone of the entire series turned for me because because all the victims haven't been really. They've all played, been periphery characters. Yeah, they haven't played much of a part in the series except uh except for uh the dad at the very beginning. Yeah. But also like you don't he's not around long enough for the character to know or get attached to, you know. He mm-hmm. he shows up and he's an asshole, so you don't really care when he dies. Yeah, and, and, you know, for all we've seen of Brie, you know, there was always that suspicion about, like, what was going on with her, and she's, like, an entirely sympathetic protagonist, uh, well, I, I don't want to say protagonist, but, like, sympathetic character at this point. 
Yeah, yeah, sympathetic secondary character, and and we we finally find out what the secret was that she was hiding. Yeah, in uh, episode uh, five. Yeah, the stage five cancer, or not stage five? That's like uh, I think it was four. <laughs> yeah, it's stage four. I don't. I don't think there's a stage five. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not an expert in cancer, but um. But no, it's it's definitely like, and it, it's it's definitely like a uh, motivating moment for Junior because we get a lot of signs that like Junior's path is going to go much darker. Yeah, and and again, um, because when when she goes to see her therapist right before she dies, she says, mm-hmm. "I'm going to live for my family. I'm going to stop doing the chemo. I'm going to start stop doing all that and just enjoy the time that I have left." Mm-hmm. And then she dies, and it appears as to be a suicide. So then you have Junior and his dad left, and they're kind of... Uh, I, I don't want to say they hate her, but... Yeah, but they're, they're definitely... They're, they've got some very strong uh, emotions. They're, they're very confused and everything like that. And honestly, yeah. this is probably one of like the worst things that Chucky's ever done, because he's done some terrible stuff. But to kind of rob the wheelers of that kind of like peaceful departure and everything like that is just, uh, it's just very, very, uh, very sinister on his part. you know, you get the, you get the impression that he knows what he's doing. He's not just killing her randomly. Yeah. And, and I, perhaps maybe he wouldn't have planned that it would have this effect on like they would think, Oh, it's just, her being selfish and killing herself so that she doesn't have to worry about anything anymore. I, I, mm-hmm. I feel like that maybe that's just kind of an unintended, unintended side effect. Like Chucky is looking to, to kill her in order to hurt them, but I think mm-hmm. it ends up hurting them away way more than he intended it to. But also like, like, he, yeah, but you he's also know fine that with that, <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, uh, Chucky's always been like an opportunist. Yeah. So you know, it's just it worked out for him very well. Um, so l- let's talk about Detective Evans's death. So again, it's another super important death in the show. Um, like I-, I have mixed feelings on Detective Evans. Like as beautiful and nice as she is to her her son Devin, she's not a very good cop. Yeah. <laughs> and also she's kind of mean to everyone else. I mean, mm-hmm. she kind of has has a reason to because mm-hmm. you know, even even in in this series where weird stuff happens, it's not like weird stuff happening is normal. So, like if you go to the police and say, "I didn't kill this guy. This walking talking doll did it." You know, you're going to get mm-hmm. locked up pretty quickly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let's talk about, like, just before she died, she had arrested uh, Miss Fairchild, um, which I, I think they're going to, they're, they're setting uh, Miss Fairchild up to be related to the situation. Maybe, um, I, we'll see about that. But then again, it's also like, to to arrest her in the middle of the class? Yeah, that that seems kind of like a weird choice to me, because... yeah. Unless they, unless the teacher was like in 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 endangering the the, the kids, like yeah, if the, if the threat was like imminent, I can understand that. But it just it seemed like an unnecessary show of uh, authority that just it, it rubbed me the wrong way. You know, we we found out that like yes, you can question a minor in New Jersey uh, without an adult present. Uh, that's part of New Jersey, uh, like that's part of the state law. But, like, something like that, again, it's like, nothing she's doing is illegal, but what she's doing is she's doing it in the worst way possible, I find. Yeah. And it's like, this, you know, whole, the, this whole time, you're, you're, you're thinking, oh, her, her assistant is, is the one who's going to be doing everything wrong, and we, we yeah. haven't even really seen him since the first episode. Oh, and then, then he dies in, uh, uh like, episode, uh, four so or episode four or five yeah so it's like oh, yeah that's right Hot. yeah he was the one who was bleeding out under his <laughs> fingernails which is like the most ridiculous shit and i love it 
that yeah that's oh man jeez okay well he he deserved to die he was taking food from a little sick girl so yeah yeah what an asshole <laughs> but um so as far as um detective evans's death it's not as showy but it, it's very dramatic because like she is in that moment attacked by chucky who pops out of the fucking vent like uh uh among us character <laughs> uh, and he just starts like biting into her face and then like essentially causes her to fall down the stairs and snap her neck yeah yeah which that was, uh mm -hmm. it was just kind of a that was like the second punch of the one-two punch of this uh of this mm -hmm. episode because i it, when he shows up you kind of expect expect this to be like kind of the turn like okay well the detective now knows that chucky is an actual thing and so now they're all trying to take care of it. But no, she just falls down yeah. the stairs and dies. And that's like, whoa, dang, what's going to happen now? Yeah, it's going to leave a lot of uh, things going on. And, you know, she's she's not a detective Mike Norris, you know what I mean? So she's not yeah. going to wrap things up. What I found interesting is, I guess, an earlier title for the episode was Mother's Day, which, um, which would have given way too much away. Um, but yeah. like... Thinking about it, yeah, it's about kind of bumping off those uh, motherly figures uh, in a, a very dramatic way. Yeah, and probably when, probably a bit of foreshadowing when Chucky killed the uh, maid in episode two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could definitely see that as like part of that pattern. Um, now, speaking of other motherly figures in the episode, we also have uh, Tiffany. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk about what's going on with uh, Tiffany and Nika and Chucky. Okay, yeah, that's that was... Whew. Yeah, it, it's problematic, but it's also really fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I... It, when, when they were doing, like, all the uh, flashback stuff from earlier, I... Mm -hmm. It it felt kind of weird to me how, whenever they would go back to it in this episode, it felt like that that sort of stuff was happening in the past also. But then when hmm. they finally bring Nika in, and you know, you think about it in relation to, uh, cult and curse of Chucky, it's like oh, for maybe it was just me not paying too close attention to. Mm -hmm. uh, the progress of how stuff was happening, but when when they were bringing in all the different people into their hotel room, it, mm, yes, it, it so, felt like it was hap It wasn't happening concurrently with the rest of the events that we're seeing play out in the episode. To me, right? Yeah. So these are definitely flashbacks to it. Just kind of establish little, you know. And the, the, these flashbacks are definitely like fan service. You know, like why does why does Tiffany have that red uh, Pontiac? You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, okay, so uh, so Ch uh, so Charles and Tiffany, like, killed a guy who was going to su uh, sell it to him. Yeah, yeah. And then you get that little scene of him in the car in the passenger seat reading his voodoo book. You know, it's like, not necessary, but it's just a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I almost wonder, I, I don't, I didn't check the credits when, when the episode was done, but I wonder who played, um... Who played Charles in those scenes? Oh, it's Fiona Dorif again, because she was playing uh, she was playing uh, Charles in the the fifth episode. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's kind of what I was thinking because you could tell yeah. it was dubbed over. <laughs> yeah, and you know the prosthetic is it's good, but like once you kind of understand that it's a prosthetic, you can kind of see through it. Yeah, but like still very very impressive, and I just love the the whole queering of just like having a male character played by a woman um it's just it's super interesting you can't you don't really get that in a lot of tv shows yeah especially with uh with like people who are playing like legacy characters like like or they're in the same freaking family that's the other thing yeah and, and <laughs> it really kind of strikes me especially when i when i was watching um cult of chucky just how very similar she looks to him yeah you know and it's something that you can only have in like the chucky franchise i think where like you can have the daughter play the father and like it doesn't strike you as odd it just strikes you as cool yeah yeah and like it also helps like you know you put the shades on her 
and mm-hmm. the long hair, you know, you can you can pass her off pretty well. Well, and then I, I appreciate like that scene in this episode was done entirely in the daylight, which was like that was like a bold choice because usually like because in the club, you know, or even in the hotel room in the in the past where they reveal who Tiffany actually is, you know, it's still kind of shot kind of dark. Yeah, but but in here it's like in the daylight and it's like they were really confident in what they were doing and they should be confident because it's very impressive. Yeah, it's good because, yeah, there was a, like for the first half of that scene, I was like, that's just him with younger makeup, like, like, like with his skin taped down or something mm-hmm. or some kind of digital de-aging, which maybe seems a bit over the top for this. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it looks really good. And then, of course, if we're talking about, like, uh, Charles and Tiffany in the modern day, we open with, uh, we, we get back to their plot line with Tiffany trying to dispose of the bodies that they had uh, generated by trying to shove the entire body into a suitcase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it's a very good bit of, like, dark, bleak comedy. Um, yeah, yeah. But something important happens because when uh, the, the, they get in a fight, Tiffany, like, takes a cleaver and cuts the arm of the corpse that is in the suitcase and that blood splashes over Chucky who's in Nika's body and we see that Nika is now um Nika is now back in control and I wanted to get your thought about like what's going on here because I I have my theories but I want to hear what you think I I'm not 100% sure what to think about that one Mm -hmm. um I want to. I, I want to say it feels like to me like um, maybe whatever um, spell or 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 whatever he's using to take over her body with is maybe something that he doesn't fully understand or ha- fully have control of, which is why mm-hmm. he's fading in and out. But also, it could be something like. Uh, Chucky Charles has shattered his soul too many times mm-hmm. and is probably not fading away, but just doesn't really have the control that he needs to be able to control these sorts of things anymore. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think it's something along the lines where like the soul can only be stretched so far and into so many pieces. Um, and I, what the thing I'm most curious about is if this is going to be uh, like permanent, uh, like damage to his soul well i would think so and i i don't want to get uh too ahead of you but uh mm-hmm. we, we kind of see part of that at the very beginning of the episode oh yeah please uh go ahead and uh like let, let's go ahead and talk about that yeah when um um ooh, names are escaping me at the, at the a- andy and kyle yes that's right thank you andy and kyle when they they make their grand entrance into the series mm-hmm. in here as as people who are hunting down the different shards of Chucky who are hiding mm-hmm. as the good guy dolls and the, that that kind of sets up like well A we don't know how many dolls there actually are because we saw the few from um, from Cult, Earth, Cult of, of Chucky yeah and yeah. then we have the scene that shows him keeping keeping uh, Chucky's head alive in in his apartment. But mm-hmm. yeah, they've they've it would seem like that they've been doing this for quite a while. So that must mean there are probably dozens of Chucky's running around. Wouldn't you think? See, that's the thing. We, we just aren't sure. Based on the timeline, it seems to be about two weeks after Cult of Chucky. Because we get that little thing when they're, they're Googling, when they're Google-stalking uh, Andy, um, trying to find him. They pull up that article about Harrogate and how a violent prisoner gets out. It's like two weeks ago. Um, so as far as how many Chuckies there are, at the start of the series, I think there were at least five four or five of them, but I'm, I'm just not sure now. You know, that's part of the thing, is they have to keep some of this information hidden, but, um, like, I don't doubt there could be more of them floating around. Yeah. Because, you I, know, because uh, t- Tiffany gets that package when she buys the house. 
Yeah, and obviously that's another Chucky doll, but um, I I don't remember if it was if it was earlier if it was something that I discussed with you or something that I found somewhere else, but I I it was pointed out to me at some point that we may have a lot of these Chucky's based on the opening to Child's Play three, mm. because the the machine picks up the Chucky that's left over at the end of Child's Play 2, and a lot of his blood is just soaked into the vat of plastic when they turn it back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's going to be really interesting to see if that goes anywhere. Yeah, but... Yeah, I, I, I don't... We don't know for sure how that kind of fits in with what's going on, or, or if it doesn't even matter at all. <laughs> and it's just... Oh, the parts of his soul are only in dolls where he put them. Sort of. You know, and and the sky's the limit with this series, because, like, they could conceivably go, like, any direction. Like, I think we're going to get, in the last episode or two, we're going to get, like, the reveal of, like, multiple, multiple Chucky dolls. Yeah, definitely. And that's... I'm kind of looking forward to that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, and, you know, it's something that Don Mancini's wanted to do since Child's Play 2. Yeah. He he he's had that thought in mind and now would be the time to do it. Yeah, um, and and I really enjoyed that section of Cult of Chucky where you had the like three or four Chucky dolls just running around each with their own like specific personalities but still mm-hmm. all kind of like Charles, you know. Yeah, and just hearing uh hearing Brad Dorf just kind of like talk to himself. <laughs> it's it's yeah. just a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I man, the his his voice acting in in this series particularly is just mwah. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, I I've, I've really been enjoying it. But yeah, like that that opening with Andy and Kyle uh just kind of like on their mission from God killing Chucky dolls. Um it's so over the top, so dumb, and I love it so much. Him just like unloading that gun and shooting the doll out of her her arms. <laughs> <laughs> and then just Chucky yeah. Bleeding out on the floor. Fuck you, Andy! <laughs> They're just unloading on him. Yeah, and and the family is just kind of stunned looking at what's going on. And mm-hmm. You know, and that that's the question. Like, when the medical examiners come to the crime scene, do they ever, like, notice that the dolls are filled with meat? I, I wonder. I wonder <laughs> if that's something that they'll go into. Yeah, because um, the longer that Chucky, like stays in a body it starts to take you know that that just raises a whole bunch of questions though like can you suffocate chucky if he's been in a body long enough yeah i wonder well i don't know because you know at the beginning of two when they recovered Mm -hmm. his body and remade the doll you know he was still kind of he was still alive so it's you know it's just all i know is that he's full of meat (laughs) which has got to be a weird thing to see it's like okay who who stuffed the roast beef in this toy (laughs) (laughs) um but you know this this episode's pretty great because it's tying up like three different it's tying three different storylines together yeah yeah it's it's the three different generations coming together at this point because you have the original trilogy with andy and kyle you have the uh curse uh and cult uh oh i'm I'm sorry you have the bride through cult series with Tif- uh with tiffany and nika and then you have like the the new guard which uh it, it's just, it's very fun how they're bringing all this together yeah yeah and and i think it's going to be real interesting to see how it how it ends up and how many more callbacks and stuff they're going to make to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if Glenn or Glenda is going to show up. That's what I'm I'm hoping. And that's kind of what I guess like uh, the, the theory is going around that Miss uh, Fairchild might be Glenn or Glenda. Yeah. It just, it, it, it depends on like what the situation is here, but they talk about how uh, she apparently had like a troubled past. You know, she's got the red hair. We we don't know. Um, they could totally make that work, and I'd buy it. I kind of hope they don't, because it also kind of seems easy. But like, I'm not going to complain if if she ends up being one of the kids. Yeah. But um, 
you know, and there's there's all these little like nice little nods to the continuity. Like, did you notice that Andy's walk was a little odd? No, I didn't. Because uh, his walk, he would be still like recovering from when he got stabbed in the leg. Oh, that's right. And uh, yeah, because he 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 gets kind of fucked up in Cult of Chucky, and uh, you know, so he he's got a little bit of a limp. And at first, I'm like, does he have a limp in real life? But no. Then I was thinking about it. Oh no, no, that would totally be him limping from that leg injury yeah Mm -hmm. and then uh the other thing the uh the realtor is the same woman who got her tongue sliced open by that razor apple uh apple in uh episode two yeah i Um, i got that one that was that was pretty good i like that yeah it's just there's all these like little fun continuity You, you get the sense that like these are people who like really care about what they're doing and it sounds weird to say that, but I've watched a fair number of horror productions where it's just like, you know, they're just there to make a paycheck. Yeah. This this feels different. Like uh like that poker scene between uh um Tiffany and Nika, where Nika's trying to bluff her way and pretend that she's Chucky when she's she's Nika. Um y- was- you know that Jennifer Tilly's a professional poker player, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, she's actually like a like a world class uh poker player. So wow. that that's a fun little reference that they throw in there. She actually has like full poker stats that you can look up. Oh wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's just all these little things that they throw in here. Like, you know, Jennifer Tilly like had retired from acting, but I guess she came back for this just cuz she loves being Tiffany so much. Man, I don't blame her. She I I mean that to me that's just kind of like her signature role. Kind yeah, of. and it, she's just a joy to see on screen whenever she shows up. She's just, yeah. like, so funny, so ridiculous, so campy. Um, you know, and then also really scary, too, because that whole scene of where she's talking to Nika, and she's like, when I'm with Chucky, I see your eyes coming through. And it's just like, ooh, red flags. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, oh, very it, problematic. Yeah, and... and- that also sets up like, oh, well, you have this rift that's starting to happen between her and Chucky, so. Yeah, because they always, they always fight, but like, this seems a little more serious. Yeah, because she's, she fully intends on keeping Nika around instead of Chucky, so that's, mm-hmm. that's gonna be interesting to see how that works out as well. Well, and then, of course, um, you know, so we, we, we've covered, like, the, the older characters, you know, the legacy characters, but I also want to talk about the kids, because I absolutely love this new generation of characters, and I gotta tell you, like, seeing kind of, like, um, uh, Jake and, and Devin kind of, like, make their move on each other, like, yeah. to, to date is just, like, the sweetest thing. <laughs> yeah. It's just so cute. Yeah, I, 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 I hope that that is sort of a thing that survives this season. Yeah, like, see, I don't I, know if, because Don Mancini can be cruel. Like, well, yeah. he, he could be cruel with his characters. But I think to, to kill off this Jake and Devin thing in the first season, um, it, would, it would rub people the wrong way quite a bit. And I think it would just be almost too mean. Yeah. I I I do like the kind of um I guess the humanization of Lexi that's been going on. Yeah, you know, and I you know, I've been saying from like episode 1 that Lexi's going to get her redemption. It's not going to be like she's going to be like on the side of the angels suddenly, you know what I mean? Yeah. But she she's becoming a more rounded person um and it, there's going to be definite growth there and I think we see that tonight because you know, she she doesn't kill Jake, because Chucky's goading her into doing that. Yeah. And I, I don't think that even if Chucky wasn't there, that she'd want to do it, because I... Yeah. I, she's very... She's very mean and kind of needling when she doesn't like somebody, but I don't... I don't see her killing anybody. Yeah, and, and, and her her meanness stems from trauma that she has as well. So she wouldn't be the type to go as far as kill someone. I don't say I can't say that for Jake necessarily, because I think Jake definitely had it in him to kill somebody. 
but he yeah. ultimately chose not to. Yeah. And that was another thing, too. Like, it seemed a little bit too easy to talk Jake into it. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, like, you have to have that temptation to hinge the episodes around. Right, right. I, I understand. And it, it it just seemed a little weird to me that he was a little bit too eager to go for it. So that... That might be foreshadowing for later on, perhaps, but... Yeah, um... At at the same time, you're glad that he didn't, because, you know, once you... Once you hit that point where where a character kills somebody, there's not really any way to redeem him after that. Yeah, um, and I, I still think that, like, Jake has that propensity for violence in him, um... I don't know if necessarily if it would have come so easy for him. Uh, I think that he was dealing with a lot, uh, especially given like if uh, you 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 look in like serial killers and that sort of thing, like head trauma tends to be a, a major component of that kind of action, and it, it's clear that Jake got smacked around quite a bit. Yeah, you know, and then and then bullying is unfortunately one thing that can kind of contribute to that behavior. Um, so, I, I, I'm I'm with you there on that. Like, it might have been like too easy, but I think it's just believable enough to where it's like you know I could see it happening. Yeah, and and like there's enough like people getting killed in this series that uh, maybe it's a little bit more of a normalized thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I I don't know that that's kind of just like really my one criticism about it is that it it didn't take too much to push him in that direction. And Yeah, I mean, and that's entirely fair. I mean, we are dealing with, like, a TV show, so there's, like, a certain heightened reality to it, but no, I'm, I'm with you there. I understand what yeah. you're getting at. Yeah. You know, but, you know, there, there's all sorts of stuff that's kind of coming into play here, because, number one, we still haven't, like, seen why Devin was recording Jake. Right, yeah. And, and like, if that's going to cause a rift, because one thing that could definitely cause a rift is the fact that Devin's mom died. And technically Jake is at fault to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you kind of got that with, uh, with Lexi, how mad she was that, Oh, you sent Chucky over here to kill me. What the, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. So like, I'm curious to see like, cause don't, don't kill Devin off. Definitely. Like, that would be just too cruel, but, like, put some tension in the relationship by dealing with these factors. Like, because, number one, um, you know, I don't don't care what the situation is. You should not record someone without consent. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Um, Now, let's talk about Junior's path, because what what do you think is going to be happening with Junior? Hmm... Man, that that's kind of that's kind of a a, a tough call for me at the moment. Now, mm-hmm. I he seems to be being pushed closer and closer to the edge himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, also at the same time, I don't want to see him, you know, try to kill anybody or 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 kind of have the same reaction that Lexi did. Uh, when she realized what was going on. Yeah, um, I mean, the the fact that Junior is becoming so isolated, the tragedy that's going on, and then I, I think the implication is that um, Tiffany was going to the funeral when she left Nika at the house, because uh, you, you, you learn later that um, Logan and uh, Junior are at the funeral for Bree, and I feel like there's going to be something there with Tiffany up to something yeah but yeah it's it's just as far as junior is concerned it's like i can't even imagine being in that situation like seeing your girlfriend hang out with the one dude that she doesn't really like that you both yeah, and, and, really like and and then after after the psychologist leave or the psychiatrist leaves he, the, his cousin comes up to him and says i don't think your mom really killed herself it's like dude fuck off not right now yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. I I I think I think Chucky like is going to go ahead and turn his sights to Junior. I don't know how successful he's going to be. 
Um, but, you know, it just it takes like one bad moment to kind of turn Junior into a killer and maybe even like an accidental thing. Um, and and Junior has been through quite a bit more turmoil than. Uh, than Jake has. So it well, you know, I I don't know if we would I don't know if we can like compare people's traumas. You know what I mean? Because Jake's father well, was was murdered. Uh, he was a he was uh, physically abused. While yeah. while Junior, his mother, co- apparently committed suicide, and he has that kind of like psychological abuse. But it it gets a little iffy when you start kind of comparing those traumas. I think. Well, yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to like one to one compare them, but I mean, okay, m- more like um, more like from Junior's point of view, mm-hmm. because he's yeah. been sheltered and and popular and and. And his life was pretty good until, until yeah, Jake, Jake showed gets, up, and then yeah. all this weird stuff is happening. The the maid that raised him died, and then his mom killed herself, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, he hears Jake talking to himself at one point. Jake kind of like confronts him in the woods, like he's stalking him. That yeah, so like the, definitely, I see where you're going there, especially when you think about it from like Junior's perspective. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, we'll just see how. It, how it all shakes out, but I, I I think that Junior is going to become way more of an active participant in in the series for these next two episodes. Yeah, because like I I've liked uh, all the scenes with Tio, uh, the actor Tio Brunus as a uh, Junior, and um, there there's been some really good acting, but again, yeah, there isn't. He's been more of like a passenger for most of the season. And it seems like it's about time for him to be kind of put into, like, one of the lead positions for how the story plays out. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, we've got two episodes left of this season, and I think they're going to be insane. I I think uh, I saw a thing saying that, like, the final episode's going to be, like, 90 minutes. Ooh. Yeah, so so I I got, like, two questions for you. Number one, do you think the show's going to get a season two? Hmm. I I would really like to see a second season. I yeah. It it's really hard for me to 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 say yeah. I want to see a second. Se- I I mean I do want to see a second season, but mm-hmm. depending upon how this ends, it may be more difficult to pull off a second season. Yeah, I mean that's definitely like we don't know how the events are going to turn out, but. You know, based on the fact that like the show has been trending week after week, um, like it it's it's been huge. I'm I'm very like as someone who always kind of like I, I've always been a big fan of the Chucky movies, but it's always been kind of like the uh the uh little brother to like the child's play or uh, to uh the Nightmare on Elm Street, the Friday the thirteenth, the Halloween series, right? Yeah. It's always kind of been this little <laughs> little red headed brother. Um, but like, it's, it's very like heartwarming to me in a weird way to see how popular the show has been week after week. Yeah. And, and, and Chucky was always kind of, like you said, Chucky is kind of an iconic killer, but hasn't always, hasn't really ever been the most popular. Like he's at fourth place at best based on you know, the other ones that we have, like Jason, Freddy, and uh, Michael mm-hmm. Myers. Well, you and, know, and this year we had, like, a new Halloween film, but I feel like Chucky has gotten way more buzz than Halloween Kills, you know what I mean? It's just, like, you can't really... One's a movie, one's a TV show, but it just seems like uh, like Chucky seems to be the hot thing right now. Yeah, and it, it kind of has that advantage in that it's it's bringing something new every week and not just... Mm-hmm everything in one package at one time. Yeah. I think, I think that helps, but also like the pop culture cachet that Chucky has had ever since the first movie came out, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's also like a series that's been able to, you know, evolve and it's created like a new generation of characters that people can like stick with as well. Because like I, I talked about like last week with my last guest, but um, like I really like Jake as a character. You know, he's he's he could be morally questionable, um, but he's a very compelling character to me. Yeah, 
and 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 a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of horror series don't really have that that core human cast that yeah because you end up uh like getting a new group of teenagers at camp crystal lake in the next movie yeah i mean you have uh uh, i think like halloween is the closest one you have but even then it's just jamie lee curtis and it depends on the timeline and then like for um for friday the 13th you have tommy jarvis but like they they're so inconsistent with tommy jarvis um, you know, so it, it's number one, it's super interesting that we have like a cast full of final boys. Um, but also like these characters stick around. Like, I can't tell you like how much it like meant to me to see Andy again. Um, you know, obviously extremely traumatized, extremely like emotionally stunted from all of this, but like kind of putting that into his little mission. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is there like any horror series where the protagonist of the first one is still around. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely makes it unique among all the slasher franchises. And, you know, I'm, I'm, that's why I feel like the, the odds for a renewal are pretty strong. Um, also there was a, there was like a potential like Instagram thing where Zachary was saying something about season two. Like, I don't know if it's wishful thinking or not, but Considering there's always another Chucky doll out there, you could easily have like Chucky kind of like start over at some point as well. Yeah, yeah, and and if they do go through a second season, if 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 like this 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 first season is like the penultimate of Chucky, if like he's finally defeated at the end of this, I think it would be really interesting to maybe bring in kind of like a new a new slasher in the form of a good guy doll maybe that that would be interesting especially like yeah i I think we have to look out for to see if chucky teaches anyone else voodoo yeah see that okay that was another thing that that i uh had missed from like the from the fifth episode where he Mm. replaced uh Oh, what was the other good Tommy? Titles? Tommy, yeah, where he yeah. replaced Tommy. <laughs> another Tommy gets destroyed. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. hmm, I wonder why he didn't just uh, just take over the girl's body, but maybe. Well, well, they kind of set that up in uh, Cult of Chucky because in Curse he ended up taking over the body of Nika's niece, and then oh, in Cult uh, they talk about how Alice died. That's um, right, that's right. Yeah, so, like, you can only get so many kills with the body of, like, a, a ten-year-old girl, a uh, ten-year-old girl, apparently. Yeah, I guess, but... Um, well, well, if we continue to go down that route, I think... And this is just me just kind of coming up with this on the spot. I think it would be pretty neat for... For Junior to become Chucky's protege, and he learns the voodoo stuff but gets stuck inside of a good guy doll and maybe he's the bad guy for the next season. Like I I could totally get behind that. You know, the the thing about like the franchise is like, I was thinking about how I would do a a Chucky story. And I just had this idea of like Chucky splitting his soul off in a bunch of dolls and just shipping them to random people. (laughs) And I, I had this like whole story in my mind about a Chucky who ends up in like Tempe, Arizona or something like that. Some sort of like weird desert community in like a thrift store and just like, what does he do to this weird desert hipster community? Oh, you, you know what? That sort of thing would actually be a good idea for, and for a second season or even a second series. Like every, yeah, like an anthology series where you just have all these different Chuckies and these different scenarios. And like, here, here's the, here's the question could, because like, if we consider each of these Chuckies as like their own entity, I mean, they're all part of the soul of Charles Lee Ray. Like, could a Chucky develop into a more rounded, maybe better person? Hmm. That's another one of those questions that I have. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if we're ever going to get that explored, but I like that that's like a weird possibility in all of this. Yeah, but I think that would also be like an interesting way to... To, to kind of put a twist into the series like yeah like like what if chucky is recognizing that there's another serial killer out there and it's him trying to kill this serial killer it's like get out of my territory sort of thing yeah or also like 
one of the parts uh one one of the chucky dolls may be coming to the realization that he doesn't need to be doing this and maybe starts going after other chucky dolls yeah i mean there's just there's all this potential like so like i can see them doing like multiple seasons of this easily it's it's up to like don mancini and obviously like sci-fi slash usa uh if they're gonna let him do multiple seasons but like i just i feel i feel optimistic about it you know what i mean yeah yeah i think i i think that we would get at least one more season just based yeah. on how well that it's on how 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 well the first one is doing and and just how good it is yeah like i've i'm very pleased by just how consistent the television show has been so far um you know i chucky chucky did have a couple movies that were pretty rough you know not yeah, gonna oh, lie yeah. <laughs> but like th- there was just something about the character that kept it going and like to kind of finally have the freedom that for Don Mancini to have the freedom that he has right now to make the show and do what he wants. Like, like the fact that like, you know, Chucky says fuck a lot. Like you don't think that's super important, but it's kind of important to the character because he's kind of like a crass little shit. Yeah. Um, like his character, it hasn't been like modified at all to work on television. You know what I mean? This is just like, if you were writing a Chucky film, except now you're doing it across eight hours. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but there hasn't been as much gore as there are, usually is in the movies, but whenever we do have it, it's pretty good, so. I, I do think the gore is going to pick up quite a bit, because yeah, we are in that kind of like last third of the movie, as it were. Yeah. Um, so we're going we're gonna to get some, especially if they do end up going the multiple Chucky route um, by the end of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if we have like two or three like really good fucked up Chucky deaths, you know what I mean? Oh man, you 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 said um, the the multiple Chucky thing, and for whatever reason, I just thought of the, um, you know, the scene from the first Gremlins movie where mm-hmm. it's like the still shot of the street, and then just all these Gremlins come out of the shadow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I just pictured that, but with like just an army of Chucky dolls, and that was yeah. Could you imagine <laughs> like the chaos of like ten to fifteen Chucky dolls running around hack and sack, just like killing people man that would be it is something that i would love to see yeah or you know maybe even season two is like when they have to deal with multiple chuckies <laughs> at the same time world war chucky yeah <laughs> man, um, I, I i i don't know but i'm already kind of hyped for season two if like is. it would make an amazing fan fiction as well like i'd read the shit out of that just <laughs> yeah exactly oh my god well, uh, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to bring up about the episode? Because we're kind of, uh, I think we're kind of getting to the end here. Uh, oh, yes. My favorite scene mm-hmm. of the entire episode. <laughs> when Devin pulls out that taser. <laughs> you know? Oh, yes. That's a beautiful moment. Oh, he just tases that checking. He just goes flying down the hallway. <laughs> You know, it's funny because everybody makes that joke, like, if Chucky's coming after you, just, like, kick him. Yeah. But, like, he's tenacious. He's gonna get you. And just that scene with him getting yeeted by that (laughs) taser just... (laughs) And it was also just, like, I mean, it's kind of a tense scene. And and then you you just have him just, like, fly off down the hall. It's like, I had to, to pause it. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> and, and it's great that, like, the show can do that. It can give you these, like, terribly tense, fucked-up moments and then have a moment where, like, Chucky gets, like, bonked on a... Like, whenever someone picks up the doll, like, you know the doll's just done something fucked up and then someone, like, goes around a corner and the doll's head hits the corner. Yeah. And you're just thinking, like, Charles Lee Ray is just, like, swearing under his breath. Yeah. <laughs> just just little bits like that every time like chucky goes in a trash can i'm always like really f- I, I always find that like super funny <laughs> yeah uh and also geez are they i thought are they really going to take home security guide from jodon baker yes fucking mitchell yeah <laughs> it's like, just mitchell giving him home security advice <laughs> yeah it's like I, I don't remember that part of cape fear but it has been a while since I've seen it, so 
Maybe. Yeah, no, it, it was it was in the movie, but just yeah, just yeah. I you know it, you know Mystery Science Theater has ruined Joe Don Baker for me forever. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, just and, Mitchell, watch you watch you walk out. And you know what? That wasn't even my introduction to Joe Don Baker. <laughs> what was your introduction? Mars Attacks. <laughs> I, I think the first time I really like understood who Joe Don Baker was was um, Congo. Yeah, that that's another good one. And that that was also the one that like when I was a kid, it was like, oh oh shit, it's Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's Ernie Hudson. Yeah, no, Congo's great. We should do a podcast about Congo. I, dude, I am there. I would- Amy want green drop drink. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly monkey, go away. Uh, I yes. Whenever you are ready to record a podcast about Congo, I why are you eating there. my sesame cake? <laughs> oh shit okay <laughs> uh, i'm sorry i think i need to watch congo tonight <laughs> i think i need to too <laughs> uh we'll, we'll, we'll call our podcast going bananas a, a congo podcast yes you know what we should we should uh we we should just have a a special oh hold on a second I really hate that I'm having a hard time remembering uh, people's names at the moment. But uh, we should totally have... Ah, here it is. Just yep. just, just an entire series of podcasts about Tim Curry movies. <laughs> yes. Um, that, that would be great. We can call ourselves uh, Curry Fiends. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um... As far as like the episodes of the show rank, how would you rank this one? Oh, this is this is easily top two for me. It, yeah, it, I think this would probably be my number one right now. Um, yeah, just, just fires on all fucking cylinders. So good. Yeah, I, and all the episodes have been good, but they haven't really got me excited to see the next one like this one has. Yeah. Um. It, excellent episode i think um i think we're gonna be very pleased by the next two episodes based on the track record so far because like my least favorite episode was episode five and that was fine yeah it wasn't even like it was a bad episode it was just kind of like it had this kind of weird like okay so clearly we're at a breaking point here we're waiting for the next act to kick in and that was like literally my only issue with it yeah and 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 Stuff like that, especially in TV shows, can be can be pretty easily forgiven because you, you can't have every episode be mm-hmm. super spectacular and stellar for every person, you know? Yeah. You, you gotta have those, uh, relatively speaking, quiet moments in order to build stuff, build the characters up, build the plot up. That way, when you have explosive big episodes like, like this one and finales and stuff like that. And it just makes it all the more satisfying. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, I think, uh, that kind of covers, uh, Cape queer. Um, I'm glad we were able to get to the bottom of the title. <laughs> yeah. It was a um, mystery. Yeah. So, um, I know, I know you don't really have a whole lot to plug right now, but how about you plug your Twitter account? All right. that sound? Sure. Uh, you can, uh, find me on Twitter at pious knob. P-I-O-U-S-K-N-O-B. Um, normally I would go with Poinko because that's like the name that I use, but somebody already has it, so eh. Right. But uh, Th- so. Those jerks, you know what I mean? Don't you wish you yeah. could just like say, hey, no, give me that. Give me that. Yeah, you're not using <laughs> it. Like, seriously, the whoever has it hasn't used it since it was like registered in like 07 or 08 or something like that. Yeah, right now I'm I'm fighting with uh, a smartphone game and a brony for Cosmic Dash. Like, I'm still number one on the Google search results, but now I'm also fighting with a, a smartphone game and someone who has, like, their, their brony or their pony Sona. <laughs> so it's been, um, it's been interesting. Like, I'm, I'm thankfully I'm still number one because I was there first, but, <laughs> um... I, I do want to go ahead and plug that other podcast I'm on. It's uh, SupernaturalSelectionPod.com. The latest episode is The History of Assholes from Beyond. 
Um, we're also uh, going to be start. We're going to start doing some special content for Patreon, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, it, it's great. If you want to hear me talk about like weird paranormal shit, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a definitely a broader subject than what we're doing here, but uh, I definitely advise everybody take a listen to it. You can find it on Spotify or wherever you listen to your goddamn podcasts. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess that would be it for uh, this episode of Kids of Stuff. Uh, please go ahead and if you like it, go ahead and spread the link around. Uh, we also have been kind of like trading shoutouts back and forth with Chucky Vision, which has been a very, very fun podcast. A def- it's, a, it's a British perspective on Child's Play, which has been super fun. Ooh. Definitely, definitely worth a listen. Uh, I do plan on working with them eventually on something. Uh, on that note, I should mention, um, once we are done with the first season of the show, uh, the podcast is going to be going bi-monthly because um, I have some research-heavy episodes. Uh, also, working on a podcast week to week is just, it, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I am going to be doing bi-weekly, so, uh, and I, I have some fun uh, episodes planned. It's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I am probably going to have you on for one of those, uh, because one of them is more like an art perspective Ooh, when it comes okay. to, like, the design of the character for Chucky. Yeah. Oh, um, so. I want to ask, are you planning mm-hmm. on doing one... You may already have. I haven't caught up with the with the series just yet. But have you? Um, are you planning on doing one for the reboot Child's Play? Yeah, I think uh, I the guest I'm going to have on for that one is Kevin. But if you want to be up for if you want to be up on the reboot one, I'm happy to have uh, you know a couple guests on that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Sure. I mean, I haven't actually seen it yet, <laughs> but it, I- it's surprisingly fun. Yeah, that that's what that's what I understand, and and I've heard that the music is good, and I'm always kind of down to, for checking out whatever um, Mark Hamill does a voice in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah I'll check it out, and I would love to be in on that discussion if you don't mind. Yeah, it's kind of it's funny because like originally we were just, we were covering like the films, and we only did the first two movies, and then we switched gears to the the TV show, which you know kind of had to do. But um, I'm looking forward, and you're going to be back for uh, Child's Play 3 for sure. Yeah, and I've got all of my notes ready for that one, too. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry about that. I have a few guests who are kind of like waiting in the wings, and it's like, I'm sorry, it's, you know, I, I can only do like one of these a week. Yeah. I only have the strength for one. Yeah, but, um, I get it, I get it. Yeah, but, um, I, you know, and I, I was thinking about this podcast, and I'm like, it's going to be a short-form one, but I have enough episodes now beyond the the rest of the movies, I think I have like eight other spinoff episodes planned that are just like different facets of the series overall. So, um, you know, hopefully that'll be enough to get us into, uh, season two, even after like a brief break. But, um, no, I've definitely been enjoying the process, but the week to week thing is just brutal. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess that is it for this week. Uh, uh, Phil, thank you so much for being on, uh, especially on like short notice, uh, especially because I was not feeling well yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that, that booster's a son of a bitch, ain't it? Yeah, no. And like, it was so weird because the first, uh, the, the, the first two shots, you know, um, cause I got the Moderna vaccine, um, didn't really do anything to me. I was like, okay, it's fine. But like that booster just fucking kicked me in my balls. Yeah, I I did the I can't remember if it was if I took the two shot Moderna too, but well I got the first shot and it was and I I was fine, mm-hmm. and then I got the second one and I was fine all of that day and I didn't mm-hmm. really start to feel sick until like after after one the following day which was weird. Mm-hmm. It's like I had to leave work early because I could barely sit up, but I was well. Worried. It's it's important that we do these things though. Yeah. So yeah. But uh, again, thank you for like being able to like be with me today because we were going to record yesterday. I'm just like, I do not feel well. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah. If, um, you, if you don't feel well, you should absolutely take a break. Yeah, because you know. it would be just me breathing heavier than normal. Just, <laughs> <sighs> How about that Chucky episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, Phil, again, thank you so much. Everybody follow him on Twitter at Pious Knob, which is a fantastic name, by the way. Thank you. It is an anagram of my own name. Um, And with that being said, I think we are done for this week. We will see you next week with uh, episode seven of. So thank you for listening and take care. Bye. You have been listening to Kids' Stuff, a Chucky podcast, a Haunted MTL original podcast. Our theme is Pop Goes the Weasel by Kevin McLeod. You can find more of Kevin McLeod's music at incompetech.filmmusic.io. If you want to find out more about me, the podcaster, you can just go to hpkomics.com, hpcomics.com, or you can find me on the socials at hpkomic. For more great horror content, do not forget to visit hauntedmtl.com. <laughs>